Welcome back to the Career Chronicles podcast. I'm Roja Bimkarman, and this week we have the Malone Center bringing you a panel talking about paving your professional pathways. Take a listen. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for being here on, like, during your afternoon instead of, you know, being out doing something else. But um, we're the ambassadors of the Career Center, and we're very excited to have this event to, like, share with you with a panel on how to, like, pave your career pathways, professional pathways. Well, well, we'll just start by introducing ourselves, so... Let's just do that. Well, I'm Raja Karman. I'm a sophomore here at Furman and I'm studying public health and I am a career ambassador. My name's Lizzie. I'm also a career ambassador, also a sophomore. I'm a psych major and yeah. And then we can just go down the line. Hi, I'm Luisa. I'm a senior and I study mathematics and Spanish. My name is TJ. I am a junior studying politics and sociology. Hi, guys. My name is Colin. I'm a senior here, and I'm studying English Lit. Hi. I'm Esme. I am a junior, and I am studying business and communications and minoring in data analytics, and I also work at the Career Center. Hi. My name is Abby. I'm a sophomore, and I'm an accounting major, and I'm also a career ambassador. Thank you to our panelists. Um, well, just to start us off, I want to ask our panelists, and also we'll answer this question too. Um, tell us about one or two experiences that have been the most impactful during your time at Furman, and how that has helped shape and prepare you for your post-graduation plans. Anyone can answer. I can. I can start. Okay. Um, just like. Literally every other person who has gone abroad, mine was probably my abroad experience. Um, last semester, I was abroad in Edinburgh, and on the program that I was on, it was a Furman-led program, kind of Furman affiliate program, and um, I was able to take three classes and also complete an internship during my time abroad, and that, I think, was really valuable to me because I was able to just gain work experience in another country, so like within a different culture. And then I was also able to experience what it's like to balance like working in a professional environment and also going to school in a different university than Furman. And so it really like helped me get out of, push myself out of the Furman bubble, I would say, and like into a bit of the real world. But then I was able to come right back here into like the safety of Furman again. Uh, I can go. So I, I've been involved with the newspaper for a couple of years. Um, I was like initially a writer and then I was the opinions editor. And then last semester I was the editor in chief. Um, and I think I loved the experience. Like I loved working in a team and like doing the research and writing the articles as editor in chief. But I think something that I progressively realized as I was going through it was that that kind of like fast paced, super deadline oriented work is not really the right type of work for me. Like I'm somebody that prefers to have the space to delve deeply into things and like obviously, you know, working with deadlines, but when it's super quick deadlines every week, like I kind of get stressed out and then lose um, my ability to see the purpose in my work sometimes. So I kind of learned that as like a something that I am going to somewhat avoid in the future. Um, but yeah, that's what I'd say. 
Um, I'll talk about research. I did summer research at Furman after my sophomore year, and that was really impactful for me because I had taken a bunch of math classes on data analytics, and I thought that was the career path I wanted to go on. Um, but when I did that research in data analytics, that really confirmed for me that that's what I wanted to do. So getting experience in a career that interests me doing research on that topic really helped me become more confident in what career I wanted to pursue. And Furman is really great because with that research, I was in a team with three other students and we had three professors. So I got a lot of individual um, attention from the professors. They really taught me a lot and spent a lot of time helping me grow. I was also going to talk about research. So I studied politics and I wasn't really aware that there were research opportunities in those humanity fields. So when I found out about this opportunity this past summer, I got super excited and the research was super fulfilling. I'm going to be included on the final report. I'm going to present at two conferences this semester. So obviously it's going to look really good on my resume. But going into the research, I thought I was really interested in public policy um, and kind of doing all the behind the scenes work and data analysis and things like that associated with political research, I realized that I'm more so interested in like working with people and actually policy implementation rather than the kind of behind the scenes analysis part of it. Um, so it was a super fruitful experience and I encourage you all to seek out any research opportunities in your departments because there are so, so many. Um, our next question is going to be for Abby and Esme. Um, who have participated in the Pathways curriculum. In reflecting back on your Pathways experience, what aspects slash, slash modules of Pathways have been the most helpful to you? Um, how would you advise current Pathways students to make the most out of the Pathways experience? Yeah, so I think the most influential module, um, especially in year two Pathways, was the informational interview. And this became really prevalent because recently I was able to get an internship out of this informational interview, which is amazing. So pretty much I had the informational interview and then he sent me information about signing up for the internship. And then he did my interview for that and then ended up calling me and congratulating me on the internship. So I really was intentional with this informational interview. I felt like, you know, he was a Furman grad too. So he was obviously in my shoes. So I knew that he would want to give me the best advice that he could on what to do um, with my path at Furman. So that was very influential. I'm really glad that we did that. I really enjoy Pathways Year 2 because it's more career-based, and that's what I think that I look forward to the most. That's awesome. Congrats on the internship. Thank you. Um, I would second everything that you just said. I think the informational interview uh, module in Pathways is so, so, so great because that's something that you might not be able to like learn how to do on your own or get connected to people on your own. And I think that the Pathways program is really great in providing these opportunities. And then just in general too, I think Pathways is really valuable because it puts all students, all first and second year students on the same starting point because everyone comes to Furman from, with different backgrounds, with different histories, with different maybe experiences with how, um, how many jobs they've had or what work experience or professional experience or even just like the skills when in year one where it's basically a lot of skills about like time management and planning and adjusting to college and I think what Pathways does really well is brings everybody to that same starting point and says here you guys will all have the same base skills and knowledge and that is kind of I think a great part of the Furman Advantage that is something that 
from an outside perspective if an employer or if an organization or if somebody just knows like okay I know this student went to Furman and they were part of the pathways program so I know they have like they know the basics of how to write a resume how to write a cover letter how to interview prep I know they've been taught um, how to identify and talk about their strengths and I think it's just a really valuable aspect of Furman that I think sometimes gets overlooked or gets a bad rap but I think it's awesome. Yeah, I just want to add to that. I have Dr. Harmon as my Pathways advisor, and the thing he says to us all the time is that your best network of people are the people in your Pathways class. Like, these are the people that you will have until the end of time, like, that can always be part of your network. So I think that's really valuable, too, for Pathways. Good. Amazing. I'm also in Pathways, and um, (laughs) I must say, I have one of... I'm not to brag, Abby, but I have one of the coolest Pathways classes. I must add on to that. Um, but just to move forward, so we're like professionally talking about professional things. Um, for our panelists, and maybe Lizzie and I can answer this question. Um, did you know what major or career you wanted to pursue when you first arrived at Furman? If yes, have your plans changed? If not, what helped you determine your major or career path? What would you recommend to first-year students seeking potential majors and, and career paths? I'll sort of this one just so you guys can rest a bit. Um, I thought I was going to major in biology when I first came to Furman, and it took one chemistry class to like deviate from that. But I know. Um, but looking into that now, I would say going on the career tracks also helped me like know what I wanted to do with my life at least. Um, I went on one career trek to um, Atlanta like in November and we visited like different like public health sectors and also um, Emory University. And then they talked a lot about the community there and the research they do and the kind of work they do in like the public sector. And I realized that that is who I am. That's the kind of work I would like to do in the future. So I would encourage first year students or even like second years to like try these career tracks. Um, the one for like Charlotte, the deadline has passed, but maybe next year you can look into those career tracks and see like if I want to be in finance, maybe if they're going to like different places, I might as well apply for it. But also you don't have to be within the department to apply for these career tracks. They're open to everyone else. So try it as a good way to like network as well. And for our panelists, um, maybe let's start with Colin. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I'm a major in English lit and I knew that I wanted to do that for a long time. Like I since think since like my freshman year of high school, I was really interested in English lit and I came into college with that preference. Um, but I kind of wish that I spent more time like not clinging to that notion so much because I did allow myself like a little bit of experimentation with my GERs to like explore something different, but I feel like I just had this picture in my head by the time I came to college that like I am going to be an English professor, I'm going to be an English teacher. And by holding on to that really tightly, I like didn't allow myself the opportunity to really dive into something different. Um, So that's what I would suggest you do. And even if you choose a major and you're like, this is the major that I want to do, let that notion be permeable a little bit and like still be seeking out other interests because this is the only time in your life that you're going to have access to like all these classes from different departments like you're probably never going to have that again and that's what you're paying for so like take advantage of that as much as you possibly can i think that's what i'd say 
Um, I'm kind of the opposite of Colin. I applied to Furman to be a business major because my dad was like, you can't go wrong with being a business major. It's so broad. You're going to get a job after college. I feel like there's this stereotype. I don't know. Um, and so I came in as a business major, took some of like the entry level classes, absolutely hated them. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and obviously I've become a politics major, but I really accredit that to the interdisciplinary nature of firm and classes. And I feel like this is something that is so overlooked, but we should really value. It's like my freshman year, I took a religion in America class. And I remember being absolutely fascinated about the different kind of policy initiatives that affected different religious groups in America throughout history. I then took a sustainability class and we talked a lot about urban planning and urban community. Um, and that was really fascinating, the political side of it. And then I took sociology of education class where we learned a lot about higher education policy and how different schools are affected, um, the achievement gap, things like that. And from all of those classes that had nothing to do with politics in the name, I learned a lot about politics and became fascinated and am so happy with my decision. So I know it's really easy to like be in GERs and kind of blow them off and just try and get a good grade in them, but it's a great opportunity to explore other interests. Um, okay, so as first-year pathway students, you were probably introduced to the NACE career competencies. Um, and just to refresh your memory, it's communication, critical thinking, professionalism, equity and inclusion, leadership, teamwork, and technology. Um, that And these are competencies that employers seek in college graduates. So what curricular or extracurricular activities have the panelists been involved in that helped you guys develop these competencies? Um, I can go. Um, I would say just any club, I'm in a club and a sorority and no matter like the, the position I have, if I have like a big position or a small position, I feel like um, I've definitely learned the competency of communication because honestly nothing will get done if you don't work with other people, if you aren't constantly in communication with them and I realize the importance of that of I, like legitimately just checking your email, checking your text, all of it. Um, I think that it's a great skill to learn because you'll realize how easier it is, like how much easier it is to, um, you know, have fun with things instead of stress about it because it's, it becomes a last minute thing. So I would, I would say I've definitely learned a lot of communication skills. Yeah, I would second that. I think being involved in organizations or on campus is a great way to develop these competencies. And because we are a pretty small school, there are so many different opportunities for students to have positions of leadership or even if not leadership specifically, like get involved in the things that they do. So with clubs or with the Greek life, you can really um, take on responsibility in whatever you're involved with. And that can help you develop those communication skills that Abby was talking about, but also professionalism and career and self-development like these are all things that you when you hear like these competencies sometimes you might think like oh that's just related to my career and my future and like the professional world but it can also really be applied in the things that you do in your everyday life so I think that's a big part of it and then I would also say personally for me just working at the Malone Center has been something that's really helped me be able to identify what aspects of my life and like put into words what things that I'm doing are matching what competencies and really help develop in that career and self-development in that professional competency. Okay. 
I think kind of the best way to like utilize the extracurricular space at Furman is to just try things that you're really uncomfortable with. Like I, I definitely like have enjoyed having newspaper as something that like fits my strengths a lot of the time with writing, but I've also been involved in things that have like really pushed me outside of my comfort zone. And those are really the ones that I've grown the most in. Like I, in my freshman and sophomore year, I was a strengths ambassador, which I'm sure in your pathways classes, you've like had strengths ambassadors come in and do classes. Um, and I was like teaching like, you know, 25 classes a semester and then sometimes leading them like by myself completely, um, which was really nerve wracking. Like I don't like public speaking very much, but which is you know, ironic because I'm here. But um, yeah, I think I was pushed really outside of my comfort zone. And I think like with classes and extracurriculars, like when you see that opportunity and you're like, mm, maybe I'm not really a good fit for it, like just do it anyway. I'll also add that if you have the opportunity to do a summer internship at all during your time at Furman, that I think that was really helpful for me because you have responsibility as if you're a working professional, but since you're an intern, they have a little more grace with you and can hold your hand a bit to help you when you make mistakes. So I was able to be given the responsibility, but without the same consequences of a real professional in a job. So I would recommend doing an internship if you have the chance. Well, for me, at least, I think for curricular um, activities, that would be the classes that I am in, for example. I think right now I'm in like research methods, which takes a lot of time with like critical thinking and like making sure like you're you're knowing these things and like making sure you're getting those certifications. But um, also it adds a lot with like leadership and teamwork because like most classes you'd have to do like group work and group projects. So it's also like you're using your classes as a way to like, you know, propel yourself forward to like get these competencies. Um, but for a panelist as well, what is a challenge that you have experienced during your time at Furman and what have you learned from it? Okay, okay. No, no, no problem. I have one. Um, so I'm working on my undergrad thesis right now in literature, because at the end of the English degree, you have to write one and you get a semester to do it. Um, and I feel like it's the first time in like a very long time at Furman that I've fully dived into my academics. Um, like I've always been the kind of person that's been really involved. And I've enjoyed that space a lot and like being a part of different organizations. But I think there's a huge culture of over involvement here and like a lot of pre i feel like in your sophomore year particularly and into your junior year that's when you're just getting a lot of opportunities to do leadership positions and things like that and sometimes like knowing yourself you kind of have to say no because the reason that you're here is academics and i've like been so refreshed by being able to be like i'm gonna focus on my academics this semester which is just like kind of controversial in a way because you're supposed to just like do your academics and nobody's supposed to know about it and it's that thing you do and then you do your extracurriculars in addition to that but like you have to allow yourself the space to actually dive in and like if not you're just going to be balancing co-curricular and academics and kind of not being able to like fully devote yourself to either so while they ponder <laughs> um, <laughs> i would say for me at least a challenge that i experienced was um I think getting used to like the Furman culture at, at, as something, as like an international coming in. Um, like the writing style, my first year writing was also a pain because it was looking at like different things that I haven't experienced before. I have not been like a big English person. So I chose like 
pick my first year writing as something that would be interesting, like maybe theater or, you know, like those Star Wars things. And then they put me in like um, language, argument and culture, which was like heavily like English based. You had like so many research papers to write. And I think going through that, it was like a great way for me at least like get the hang of like something that I wasn't like comfortable with and my professor was the best she always like reached out to me whenever I like had questions I would say um you know reaching out to professors was like a great way in which I learned from that challenge because at some point I felt like I could not write these papers because I never knew what was going on at least with my papers but going to office hours and uh you know, making friends in my classes was like a big deal for me, at least like know people who I can reach out to if I wasn't in class for something. But I would say that was like a big challenge, you know, like getting like the writing style and like learning like the curriculum and like adapting to it. Do we have more answers now? <laughs> Hopefully you've already learned this, but if you haven't, you need to be going to office hours. They are the most helpful thing ever. Even if they aren't helpful, they show your professor that you care. I have had a class where I got a B on at least every test, and then I got an A in the class. And I think I did the math. I should not have gotten A, but I think it was because I showed the effort, and I went to office hours every day, and he had pity on me. So that is what I learned from that challenging class. Go to office hours. Even if they're not helpful, they might help you. <laughs> Okay. I was so stressed out last semester because I was like, where am I going to grad school? Like I'm a politics major. I can't just go right out into the workforce. Like everyone's going to law school. They're getting a degree in like public policy. Like I have to figure out what I'm doing for grad school. And it was like so stressful. And then I went to a panel similar to this one and I talked to a panelist after and she was literally like, why? Like, why do you want to go to grad school? And I was like, I don't know, like money, like I want to make a lot of money. She was like, that makes like no sense. Why are you about to invest in this crazy expensive graduate degree when you don't even know what you want to do? And I was like, that's so true. So um, just know that you're getting a really impressive degree, which I didn't really realize. Um, and I've talked to so many alumni who have not gone on to grad school with undergrad degrees and they are like loaded doing so fine enjoying their life um and yeah that was something i've always been really stressed about and thought that was the next step for me but now i'm excited to just go straight into the workforce maybe grad school in a few years but not right now yeah i'll say something similar off of that is just it was hard seeing i was in a class with like a ton of like people a year above me and hearing like about all their experiences that they're already getting to do and I'm like okay I'm in the same class I need to do the same things that they're doing they're obviously doing something right but I think it was hard to just say like I am doing my own thing it's okay if I'm not doing the best thing at all the right times like there are things that will fall into place for me and I mean that's really hard to grasp at first knowing that Furman can give you so many opportunities but like, they're not always gonna be opportunities for you specifically. Like, find the ones that work for you, work for what you wanna do, and for your time, because obviously you don't have all the time in the world. And our final question from us to the panelists are, is what is something that you wish you had known or done as a first year student? 
when I was a first year, I don't know why, but I just assumed that I was too young and too inexperienced to do research or internships. So I didn't even apply for anything. And then over the summer, I look on LinkedIn and Instagram, and there are a bunch of freshmen doing internships and research. And I don't know why I did that. And I feel like I missed out. So if you want to do internship and research after your freshman year, that's a possibility. You should go for it. But also, I went to camp and had a fun summer. And I don't feel any more behind than the people who did research and internships. So if you want to enjoy your summer and work at a camp or a ranch somewhere or travel, maybe this is horrible advice, but I, <laughs> I'm graduating with a job and I survived. So don't stress yourself out. Don't compare yourself to others about all that summer stuff. I think a big thing that I would say to like, first year me is that or to any first years is that there's a lot of help out there you just have to know how to ask for help and who to ask for help and just do it just ask for help there's so many resources and support kind of the office hour things like your professors are there they designate office hours in my freshman year when I was a first year I was so scared I was like oh my gosh what if they think I'm dumb or I don't want to do that because why would I like why would I show that I need help but realizing that like people are there to help you in different institutions and organizations around campus was really valuable and recognizing when you can ask for help whether it be through like office hours or going to the internship office to help you with your internship search or whether that's even just asking for help in terms of stuff going on in your personal life too knowing that you can do that and there are people there who whose job is to help you it was really mind-blowing to me when I figured that out. I think something I learned over time, especially like in the internship and job search, is that anybody is a connection. Like even the people that you think that you haven't really established a relationship with are a connection. Like I had a guy who was speaking at like an English major talk that I went to about like dressing professionally. And I just like remembered his name and that he had a cool job. And I was like scrambling to get an internship last summer. And I emailed him, like, do you have any recommendations in the like journalistic field? And he gave me like all these different contacts. And then I ended up like getting a job through just emailing him. So like people that speak at CLPs that you're interested in and interested in what they're doing, like they're normally willing to give you their contact information and can be like utilized in the next time. And the other thing I would say is that with a lot of internships especially like if you're in a scramble like you kind of have to leverage linkedin the best you can so like if you haven't done your linkedin profile yet like i would get that set up as soon as possible um but like quick story i when i was studying abroad in stockholm in the spring i like was not thinking about internships at all and then april rolled around and i was like oh my god i have nothing to do this summer like what am i gonna do um and i ended up there was this internship i really liked at this publishing company in new york city and it was still open for some reason and i had no idea why but they had like hundreds of applicants and i was like there's no way i would get that but then i like was watching these youtube videos about like how to leverage linkedin to get an internship and i ended up like looking up the company and it told me to like look up posts from that company to see like people that are posting frequently on LinkedIn that like work in that sphere. And this guy ended up publishing a textbook from this publishing company and he was like announcing his textbook. Um, And I reached out to him and I was like, 
I was literally like, congrats on the textbook. Like, I, I like want to work for this company. Like, do you know anybody there? Like, could you tell me about it? Whatever. And he ended up like connecting me to like in an email chain to the exact recruiter for that position, which like was a complete shot in the dark. And then I emailed them my resume and my cover letter was offered an interview and ended up getting this position that other people had applied two months before for. So like you really can use LinkedIn for like crazy stuff, but you kind of have to get in through the back door a little bit sometimes. And like, you kind of have to just reach out to people and like 90% are going to be a no, but 10% are going to be a yes. And that 10% is like all that matters. So. Really, really strong points. Um, the first piece of advice I would say is get involved with the institutes on campus. I like knew nothing about these when I got to Furman and just started um, being a part of the Riley Institute this past semester and the amount of networking opportunities, connections, and just, I don't know, opportunities I've had to engage with the political community is so insane and I wish I joined it so much earlier and there again there's four of them and they have so many opportunities they do so many CLPs can connect you to so many people so kind of going off what Colin was saying use all the resources that Furman offers and secondly I got this advice my freshman year and did not listen to it but it is okay to say no and I feel like it's so hard at Furman to say no when you see all these like I saw all these super impressive seniors my freshman year and they were so involved and they were so known around campus so cool so I was like I have to be like them and join everything I can and get leadership positions and it's really been exhausting I'm not gonna lie and I haven't had a ton of time to do things like I don't know form meaningful okay I do have friends but like it took me a while to form some meaningful social connections because I was so focused on um, kind of mobilization within Furman I haven't had a ton of time to look into what I'm really interested in professionally or internships things like that again because I am so involved um, that yeah it's kind of been a regret of mine and kind of like Louisa was saying like literally if you don't want to do an internship over the summer don't like you're gonna be fine there are other summers that you can do it I I'm kind of mad at myself that I jumped head head first because I miss like coaching my summer league swim team that I did in high school. Um, these are kind of the last years that you don't have a lot going on during during the year and during the summer. So take advantage of them and say no if you need to. Even though I was a first year just last year, um, I think I'll I'll plug the Malone Center. I think that going to the Malone Center, even though it may seem like a second year third year even senior year thing i think starting as a first year go and do the um, career and major exploration uh, appointment with a career uh, advisor go and do the resume thing because i think those are those are like the first small steps to starting your career finding what you're interested in because then after that everything else will just be a lot easier to find I think um, and then you'll have the connections with the Malone Center honestly I think it's like the best thing ever that I've been able to work at the Malone Center because not only do I work with the best people but like I feel like I have the behind the scenes like kind of information on all these events happening on campus yeah come to the Malone Center please we will help you with whatever and all of our career advisors are really nice so don't be scared of them um, so now we're going to open up the panel to questions from you guys, if you have any questions for the panelists. 
Um, so I'm an aspiring math econ major. So I have a question for Louisa. So you mentioned that you did summer research. Yes. So which course do you think was useful in the field of mathematics for your summer research? Yeah, thanks. So my research was in, um, what's it called? Data analytics. So actually the most helpful course was my Mayex in Disney because we did a lot of data analytics there. But really the professors taught me everything I needed to know when I got there. So you really don't need that many classes for research and it might be applicable to other research areas as well where I got there and I didn't know any Excel and our entire research was using Excel and they taught me everything which was really helpful so yeah I don't really have a specific class but just they'll teach you that's the great part of it that's helpful can I kind of add off of that unrelated but kind of tangential to what you just said um with like research and internships if you don't think that you're qualified you probably are a lot more qualified than you think and also most internships for college students um in most fields depending on the fields or most research positions like you don't have to know everything before you go in the purpose of those opportunities are to teach you so like louisa maybe didn't have excel knowledge before she did her research but probably by the end you were taught everything you need to know and became really proficient in it and so like even if you see an application posting for research or an internship or a job that you're like i don't have these qualifications that they need apply anyways um and then tell them show that you're like open to learning and that you may not have all the skills now but you will be able to develop them through the guidance of whatever the program is so sorry that was a little tangential but i'll say something on that yeah just the <laughs> tiniest little thing people are looking that you have this not the exact like logistical skills but like you have the skills that they just want in like a person that you are hardworking, that you're open to learning and that you are there to there to do a job not that you know how to do the job but that you're willing to learn it uh several of you mentioned uh summer internships but how, how in relation to may x would you say because some of you said um you kind of regretted the summer internship the first year or wasn't as important how would you feel about may x in the first year i definitely think like if you we're not trying to like discourage a summer internship by any means you know i think it's like i did one my freshman year that was that was great and it's especially in your freshman year it's great to do an internship in a field that you're questioning not the one that you're like yeah i definitely want to do that because then you'll learn like do i actually like doing that like i worked for a nonprofit um in my freshman summer and like didn't love it and so that really helped me figure out if that was the type of work i wanted to do but i also did a may apps in my freshman year i did one on campus i know they do abroad ones too and i also did an abroad one which was amazing but i loved like i had one friend that i did my mayax with in my freshman year and we literally spent the entire month hanging out because basically you have like the morning when you do your class and then nothing else the rest of the day and like i got so close to that friend so if you have like one friend that you're really interested in getting close to a mayax is a great way to do it and it's also just fun and low stakes like and you learn something interesting if there's a field you're interested in like i highly suggest doing mayax well, just to talk about Mayaxes, I also did a Mayax on campus last year. Um, it was called Knit and Pearl. So it's like where they taught me how to knit. And that was basically what the Mayax was about. So I think Mayaxes are like low stakes. These are things that you like 
look at things that you might be interested in like go to like the mayx things that they talk about and like see which ones are available if you don't want to do like an off-campus one or like a broad one there are really cool ones on campus they're also offering knit and pro again this may if you want to like sign up for that but um not just to advertise it but um i had like a really cool teacher i never paid for anything she brought the yarn and the knitting needles herself so like professors were like open to like teach these courses so yeah do that I agree. I think Maxes are really exploratory, so um, I don't think you can go wrong with them if you have the opportunity to do it. And I just want to say, I was not like discouraging internships at all. I just, no, I know. Um, I love my internship. It was with the admissions office. I learned so much. Um, but I think you really just need to identify what you want out of the summer. And I don't think I really did that. I just dove in headfirst, um, not at the pool on the swim team where I should have been. But, um, but um, yeah, I just felt like I needed to do an internship, and that's kind of why I did it, and that was my rationale. So I think really looking at, you know, do I want to explore potential career options, or do I want to have a fun summer um, and make connections, things like that? You can do both, but, yeah, just identify that. You should take Colin's advice and connect with us on LinkedIn. So true. <laughs> and also on that note, if you ever have any questions about like any of the things that any of us talked about or any just thing about Furman in general, just know that like you can reach out to us or you can reach out to other of your peers at Furman, whether that be like your Pathways peer mentor or just another upperclassman that you look up to or even if it's a professor or somebody at an institute, like people are there to help you and so you should never like feel bad about asking for advice or just going to talk to somebody like, hey, like I'm thinking about this. What are your thoughts? Can I bounce some ideas off of you? I think that's something that I know personally I was really scared to do, but is super cool and awesome once you get to do it. Also, the Malone Center and the internship office and the study away office are all located in about the same area and they're all so willing to help you. So please just go make an appointment even if you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. It's so useful. Well, thank you all so much for being here. I want to like give a round of applause to our panelists. And also one for the Malone Center and all of our beautiful career advisors and ambassadors. Well, you all have a good rest of your day and thanks for being here. Enjoy. <laughs>